Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Direct from the Intercom Broadcast Center, Shannon in the morning checking in this morning, is a Grammy Award winner. He sold, I don't know, $80, $90 million, Matchbox 20, and also a solo artist. He is Rob Thomas. Good morning. What's up, guys? And he is an angel, too. It is nice to see you. Thank you. <laughs> you are. It's nice yeah. to see you guys again. It's a pleasure to mm. sit around and just chat with you. I know we we get together every year at uh, Blightdale, but we don't ever get a chance to really talk about the music much. And I'm so happy that you finally got this album put together. Me too, man. I, I feel like it's funny because I was spent the whole year just making a record. So it kind of felt like I wasn't doing anything because it was such a no pressure <laughs> situation. Like I was, we, me and Butch were just kind of making it over the miles, me and Butch Walker. Mm-hmm. And it was, we just waited until it was done. Like I didn't even let the, the label know at first that I was starting on one until I kind of got halfway through and you want to make sure you had something going. they want. Yeah. I mean, because I, there was nobody, there was no expectation, which was a really good place to be in. Like the year before, the summer before I had just, just went out with Matchbox, no new music. It was just a 20th anniversary tour. Right. So that was a no pressure situation. And then I was just left with this. I could either never make a record again or take all the time in the world or put one out in a week. You know, it was just, it was up to me. So I just waited until I had it right. No angst in this one, huh? Yeah, yeah. The there's, yeah, there's very little angst. Well, I mean, there's just, very, I'm 47. What am I angsty about anymore? <laughs> It's not, but by the way, no, when you're 47, it's not called angst anymore. It's called reasonable expectations that things are going to be crappy. That is not angst. That is just called life experience, and you're probably right. The thing about it is, though, when you don't have a deadline or a timeline, you never really get around to doing much. It takes a long time. It took, well, that was the thing, is when I got about halfway through is when I started letting everybody in on it, because then they started giving me the pressure to have to wrap it up, because I could, like, I probably wrote 60 or more songs, because I did it over, like, a two or so year period, so I was just writing all the time like I would have just kept writing and writing and writing and you know unless they and told trying you to hey we need something. an album so yeah so once I get about halfway through and I felt like I had a half of a record that I could bring to the label I could bring to my friends and bring to Butch and say you know what do you think is in here and then Butch had to come to my house and sort through all those other songs and figure out if there was anything I was missing Butch Walker is a, uh, an all-American all-star record producer who started out in his own band yeah right? he was in the Marvelous Three when he started out and he still tours around the world as with Butch Walker and Butch Walker and the, and the Black Widows. When you're working on writing, mm-hmm. when do you sit down and start to hear it and play it before you're, I mean, are you, do you do all the writing first and then you start recording? Or? You know, so, I mean, sometimes I, it, it's just a song and a guitar and then sometimes I, like I'll be in the studio and I'll make full demos with bass and guitar myself and just have mm-hmm. it all. But then like I realized I would spend some of those, those songs, I would spend six, seven hours in the studio making these full demos and give them to Butch and then Butch would take out everything but my voice and the guitar <laughs> and then just start over anyway. So, oh boy. But sometimes you do that just as a writing tool. Like there's only so many times you can go to the well and just go to the piano or go to the guitar. So it's easier sometimes for me to sit down and just pull up a drum beat or just start mm-hmm. with a bass line and then build a little track and write around that we're talking to rob thomas about his brand new album it's not out yet it's coming out what april, april 26 right yeah mm. they don't know in april <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they don't know <laughs> when you write 60 songs 
And you try. And, and by the way, not sixty songs. They're not sixty great songs. They're <laughs> <laughs> sixty songs, obviously. Right, and you that make a selection. You, by the way, if you think about it, like that's sixty songs, and I pick twelve that I think I like. Like my average isn't great. If I was in baseball, I'd be benched. <laughs> I wish you could have seen the look on his face. Well, I said, "You got sixty, and he waves oh, his hand. No, no, no. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, but when you do have a lot of songs, do you ever think, well, this is not that good? And then you go back and you listen again or somebody else listens and they go like, that's a great song. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a couple songs in this record that were demos that I didn't really think about, but I had the right people that said, let me hear everything. Let me hear even the stuff that you're not sure about. And some of those made it onto the record. There's been There was a song in there called uh, The Worst in Me that my wife has always loved. And I was like, I'm not sure. But then the more I started playing it, the label people liked it, the butch loved it, so and it, it made its way on the record. I'd go with your wife in a situation like <laughs> that. Man, she, she is, she's, she has the best A&R ears I, I think I've ever heard. Like She's picked every single and knew whether it was going to do well or not. There's a weird title on this, a chip tooth smile yeah and I, I we're just guessing on the radio that that was a picture of you when you were a kid or before no you... still i saw i have a little chip <laughs> really in my front tooth yeah it, it when i when i was like uh, 17 fixed? or so i um i got i broke it like slam dancing in the club <laughs> wow okay and uh I didn't, and at the time I didn't have enough money to get dental work. And then when I, after I met my wife, I went, I got like some, some work done on my teeth, but she wouldn't let me fix the chip because she, she, she loved it. She felt like it was part of my personality. And so she always called it my chip tooth smile. Aww. And that was where we got the title. Isn't that sweet? No. Isn't that? And you yeah. got, <laughs> I am friggin' adorable. You are, you are something. Now tell me about the first single off the album, Rob. Uh, one Wait, less. Let me do this, Rob. We're talking to Rob Thomas about his brand new album, you know, Chip Two Smile. Tell us about the the first single you're going to put out. Uh, it's called One Less Day, um, or Dying Young, um, and it's it's actually uh, it's called Dying Young, but it's about getting older. It was about the idea that uh, that getting older is a uh, is a privilege that's not afforded to everyone, and. Uh, how you know when you're young you either you're simultaneously think you're going to live forever and you're not going to live past 25 like somehow you have both these thoughts in your head and they both seem feasible <laughs> it's true right? you're but absolutely you, right but then as you get older you start to really appreciate the fact of every day that goes by and you kind of feel like you're cheating somebody out of it you know every time and then I we over the last couple of years we've lost some people that were really really close to us and I think having that uh that experience, getting older, having family that you, that you worry about and that you want to take care of, those things start to come into mind. So instead of writing these songs about being young forever, I'm starting to write songs about getting older and you know and being more than okay with it. Instead of being ten feet tall and bulletproof, yeah, yeah, no, I'm f- I'm five feet tall and scared of everything that comes at me. But actually, and also the beauty of being vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is. I mean, I think you know, even even when you're young and all the songs you write, there there's some sort of a facade that you put up because they make you feel more, you know, less vulnerable, and they mm-hmm. make you feel like anything that you write about is probably true. If you write yeah. about how cool you are, then you're probably really really cool. Um, <laughs> but but I but I but I think it's always a coping mechanism because because everyone I know that writes it, it usually comes from a place of self doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's this you have to have equal measure to to do what I do to, to have equal measure of narcissism and self loathing all at the exact same time kind of working working in tandem. <laughs> That's a tough balance. You it, can't screw that up. Yeah, no, it really is. I think drinking helps. <laughs> <laughs> or smoking. Yeah. So this is um, Atlantic Records. You're still with the right label. I'm repping them up. 
It's called One Last Day, Rob Thomas. I've heard several people say this is their favorite song that you've done in several years. I, I it's one I'm I'm, I'm the, the most proud of. Of you know, I put it up there with the ones that I'm the most proud of. I think, I think because it's personal, but I, but I, I feel like it also deserves to be heard. If that makes sense, you know, as a record. It's funny. I'll go back to a story that you told me that you probably don't even remember. After Smooth was out, and you basically resuscitated the hit career of Carlos Santana, all the other record companies and presidents and artists started calling you and saying, look, I haven't had a hit in about 18 years. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it, listen, it afforded me to write with people like Mick Jagger and people like Willie Nelson, and, and it got me into there. But then they realized that I wasn't the hit-making machine that they thought that I was. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> or at least I was holding all the good ones for me. There's the self-doubt um, part. <laughs> I'm not giving you my next. <laughs> yeah. You learned your lesson with Santana, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I'm not going to give that one away. The hell again. with you. I'm keeping this one. I, yeah, I, it was funny though. But I was like, I was, I was the guy. Like, if you were, if you had an AARP card, then I was the guy that you were going to write your next song with. <laughs> oh, and I, uh, but what's funny though is because that song, like, that became so big, and you realize that that like, if I, anywhere else in in the world, like other countries where I don't do as well with Matchbox or I don't do as well solo, I'll go there and they know that song. Yeah. But to them, I'm like the Indian guy that sang with Sting on Desert Rose. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, do, you know, did you do anything else? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I got a couple other things. Yeah. I guess I did, but, it, but in this context, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just fine, whatever you think. And do you want fries with that? I remember you. T- <laughs> I remember you telling me that Clive Davis called you and sat you down. Look. I gotta bring back blankety blank. What do you got for me? Like you're gonna open up your briefcase yeah. and pull Hold out, on. A revive him yeah. for her. My instant hit kit. Wouldn't that be great? He um, is Rob Thomas. A brand new album, Chip Two Smile, comes out in April. We'll let everybody know when it's out. Brand new single, One Last Day, is out today. You can get it online anywhere you want to go. Rob Thomas, thank you, man. Thanks, brother. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.